so much more on Fridays than on Thursdays. Oh, it really feels, do. It punctures the exclamation mark at the end of the week. It really feels like the back hall edition. So I um yeah. I saw I saw a few movies this week. Wow, yes. really? Loading up. Well, it's getting to be horror movie season. I saw uh Spider-Man Far From Home. Not not a horror movie, but uh, you know, an outfit that people would wear on Halloween. Decent. <laughs> Not terrible. And actually, there, there's like scenes in there where they're using like holographics. And it reminds me of like the old Nightmare on Elm Street movies where like Freddy would make the dreamscapes. The other one I saw was Crawl. And we don't have Nick Austin here because he hasn't seen it yet. But I wanted to find out the meteorological accuracy <laughs> of this alligator film that takes place in Florida during a Category 5 hurricane. Wow. Well, when he's not in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we'll find out. Have you have you seen uh, anything recently? No, I no. I've just been kind of watching some sports. You know, sports, Braves, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, how are they, they doing? Won, they won their division. They won their division. Yeah, well, but Freddie Freeman's got a sore elbow, and Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. Is, like kind of pulled his left growing. Those are key contributors. So yeah. we need them. I was gonna watch Midsummer, but you you got to be in the mood for that one. Um, about forty five minutes in, people just start jumping off of cliffs onto rocks, and I was out after a long day of work. Don't really need that. Speaking of, you know, want to get to the headlines? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. By the way, introduce yourself. I am Chad Prevost. Hello. And I'm, and I'm Dooner. All right. Now the headlines. But first, Chad, we've got to pay the bills. This episode of What the Truck is brought to you by Truckstop.com, the world's most trusted load board. Want to find the best carriers at the best rates? See market data, build relationships, and grow your business with Truckstop.com. Visit truckstop.com today for more information. Ah! Oh, here's an interesting one. Local guys, right? Covenant Transport to close its truck service in Mexico. Covenant Transport is ending all service to the interior of Mexico, citing dropping spot market pricing. Yeah, they've had enough. Increasing detention times. And an inability to gain the freight density to balance out the cost. So, you know, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, as John Bowes would say. <laughs> That's right. And they've been there five years. They've, they've got, they had a lot of traction. There. A lot of traction out of Mexico. But yeah. it just didn't work out. You know, you got to pivot at points. So this is what Andy Van Zant, Senior Vice President of Highway Services at Covenant Transport Services, had to say. This tough data-driven decision is rooted in our desire to operate a network that brings value to our employees, our professional drivers, and our shareholders. Spot market pricing in and out of Mexico has dropped in the last year, negatively impacting their Mexican lanes. Covenant is the second major U.S. trucking company to end its Mexican service this year. In January, U.S. Express Enterprises also exited the cross-border operations down there in Mexico, south of the border. Yeah, but not everyone is doing it. But uh, you know, Matt Silver of uh, the Chicago-based digital freight platform Forager said uh, Covenant's decision to end its service in Mexico will have a big impact on truck capacity. Silver said, uh, he said this, Covenant is a major player in Mexico, so it will significantly impact both dry and reefer capacity. We have a large network of carriers at this point for cross-border freight, so when it comes to one carrier leaving, it doesn't completely wipe out all the capacity, but it impacts everybody and has a chain reaction in the industry. Silver said his company's goal over the next few months with any of their customers is to ship that refrigerated or frozen product. It's going to be to convert them over to a transload model. That's that reefer goods. Well, yes. Celadon Trucking Services, on the other hand, which also operates cross-border shipments, said it has no plans to end service in Mexico. 
According to Celadon chief executive Paul Svindland, Celadon is very committed to Mexico and the cross-border operations. So yep. he wants to pick up the slack. He yeah. wants to pick up the He's slack like, that they're leaving. More for us. Yeah. And isn't that how like business it. works? The market gets too crowded. Some people, you know, either can't they find the profit in. or they can't make it. Then someone else is like, you know what? I will reap the rewards. And so, you know, and like the silver is like they're they're that's their thing is cross border stuff. So yeah. they're like, you know, we're gonna keep making it happen. We're gonna prove our value. It's their bread and butter. Uh, so another headline here: XBO inching their way back into the M and A game. Brad Jacobs tells analysts. Brad Jacobs, of course, the chairman and CEO of XBO Logistics. He's he recently announced that he's they've reopened the door to mergers and acquisitions activity. Jacobs told analyst Morgan Stanley in a recent meeting that he is now devoting about, and I mean, when he's at 10 to 15%, when he says 10 to 15%, he means it. He, he keeps track of his time. Uh, to They're exploring possible acquisitions. So this may not seem like a lot given XPO's acquisition history, but it marks a turnaround from February when XPO tabled M&A activity for the foreseeable future because a mid-December plunge in its stock price had made share buybacks a more cost-effective use of its capital. The company has spent about $1.9 billion of the $2.5 billion it was authorized to buy back shares. Yeah, well, the company is in the early stages of feeling out interested companies and conducting fi- fact-finding and relationship-building activities okay. at Freightways Transparency 19. Brad Jacobs, I keynote speaker that. there. Yes. He had a great speech, you know, and he came out and he was like, was Real good. Real Open good. forum. Ask me whatever you want. And he really took on anything. I know, he came out jogging. In, in those sneakers, it was exciting. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of energy, and it really got, I think it really got everyone excited because I think we were, like, expecting something really prepared, right? Yes. And it wasn't. So, But at FreightWaves Transparency 19 conference in May, Jacob said that XBO had been close had been close near to the end of, of 2018 to consummating a massive acquisition. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He hinted at this massive acquisition that would have effectively doubled the company's size, but they ended up holding back. Yeah. Jacobs has never taken M&A, M&A completely off the table, and I said that XBO would have pursued a deal had its share price not dropped. So that was the thing that happened with timing uh, is everything, as they say. Amazon, right? Or it was rumored they lost that Amazon business, and uh, it, that that caused the share prices to uh, to go down substantially. Yeah, but uh, the, we, we I think we all knew that it was a good buy at that time. Yeah, you know, uh, XBO continues to experience difficult macro conditions in the U.S. though. Uh, the U.K. and France as, as well. Uh, and that demand will likely remain weak until the U.S.-China trade dispute is resolved and it becomes clear how or if Britain ever exits the European Union. For now, the company, XBO, is focused on cutting the $6.5 billion a year labor spend through technology investments and sees the potential for hundreds of millions of dollars in cost improvement through route optimization and mm. warehouse automation, a topic we often cover. Sure do. We we just covered automation. If you were tuning in earlier on FreightWaves.com, right. Automation Nation, off the supply chain. I don't want to give uh, too many spoilers away. I was a contestant on there. I may or may not have been robbed out of a victory. <laughs> well, uh, you we'll, were uh, you played a competitive game. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll have to come back on and, and try tuned. again, right? Yeah. Stay yes, tuned. In the future, maybe. Automation on, uh, Nation. It just came out on off the supply chain. What's yeah. another headline, dude? Well, I was going to say, another topic maybe I could come back on is, uh, I don't know if you're having one on China, but I, I know quite a bit about China. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you studied it? A little bit. Do you, okay, so here's another headline. DOT and century-old restriction on highway construction. 
That's another topic we're going to be hitting, some infrastructure. Yeah, good news in the infrastructure department. A rule adapted in 1916 that discourages U.S. state contractors from deploying innovative products and services in road design and repair has been updated to give states more choice for federally funded highway projects. Always nice when we update our uh, uh, update our with our acts of Congress every century. You know what? So. In, in our next segment, too, we're going to kind of talk about these these laws and these preemptive laws. So stay Ooh. tuned for that one. But the revised regulation takes effect on October 28th and will lead to safer roads and reduce the probability of congestion congestion causing accidents. Prior to this. Change federal regulations prohibited state contracting agencies from using federal funds to buy patented or proprietary materials, products, or services, except in limited circumstances. Easy enough, right? Under the revision, federal funds will no longer be restricted when state departments of transportation, DOTs, specify a trade name for approval in highway contracts eligible for such funding. In addition... Federal funding will no longer be restricted when a state DOT specifies patented or proprietary materials when putting out bid requests. Yeah, the uh, the American Road and Transportation Builders Association found that 38 percent, 38 percent of U.S. bridges need to be repaired or replaced. That's getting near half, right? <laughs> Think about that. Like yeah. every other bridge you're driving across probably needs to be repaired or, or replaced. replaced. And every, think about the ones you're driving under, too, because that's the real scary thing is when these things, uh, you know, yeah. you don't want to be under it or over it when it collapses. But, uh, you know, innov- they're talking about how innovative proj- projects can help with some of this construction. Yeah, it could uh, talk about your horror story if, if something like that happened. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Universal Logistics reports a $36 million settlement for an accident involving a quote-unquote marginal driver. Yes, Universal Logistics Holdings reported that it had resolved the Denton litigation, which we have covered here on Freight Waves. Uh, it was Denton versus uh, UACL uh, just recently. They're agreeing to pay $36 million, which is in addition to amounts already paid to settle the lawsuit arising from a 2011 accident involving Universal Amcan, a subsidiary of Universal Logistics, previously UACL was ordered to pay $19.2 million after a jury found all defendants negligent and said that UACL was also negligent in its hiring and retaining of David Lee Johnson, the driver involved in the accident. The jury also awarded the defendants $35 million in punitive damages. Yeah, and for those not familiar with the accident that you're referencing, it, was, uh, it happened in 2011. It occurred when a wrong-way driver on an interstate highway in Indiana caused two vehicles to swerve off the road. To avoid it, Johnson, who was driving a truck above the speed limit on a suspended license, crashed into the Jeep in front of him. It was occupied by James Denton, pushing Denton's vehicle into the fuel tank of another tractor, which caused Denton to incur severe injuries. Yeah, so glad that that came to a resolution. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So let's talk about it. So our next segment, we're going to talk about something that's been trending, and you uh, you really couldn't have missed it if you've been watching the news at all this week. Right. Now trending in supply chain. Ooh, like that bumper. Yeah. So now trending. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, one of the things that are trending, uh, we've been hearing a lot about climate change. Greta Thunberg. Yeah. Right. She made Thunberg. I believe it is Thunberg. She made what some are calling kind of the 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 Gettysburg, uh, powerful statement for for climate change. Yes, she did, and she—I mean, this was unavoidable. It's been—it's been memed, it's been mocked, it's been lauded, it's been attacked. She's been—she's uh, been doing these climate strike protests, right? 
Yeah. One of the things that was interesting that you told me was she uh, actually came over in a boat, and it wasn't yeah. wasn't due to fear, such as I understand. It's about like it, I guess it, it requires. It's hard. It's not as hard on the uh, climate as well, a uh, around plane. a round trip from Sweden to New York puts out about twenty percent of the emissions that your car. This is what the article I was reading said about same the same as twenty percent of the emissions your car would put out in an entire year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, tr- Trump uh, mocked her in a uh, in a tweet. Yeah, um, what did he say? He said, "You know, it seems like a very happy young girl looking forward to a bright and wonderful future. So nice to see." But it was obviously very sarcastic, right? And it had a picture of her looking very angry. But then yeah. they took this picture. They, they she took this, and now this is on her bio. So, what's really interesting is we're seeing this sort of political movement of attacking anything you know that that is sort of against how you feel, yeah. and. A lot of young people have fallen victim to this, but what's what's interesting is that young people are born of the internet, you know. So I, th- they made all these memes. You can't out meme a sixteen year old. You can't out sarcastic <laughs> a sixteen year old in the internet age. They're right. going to take that. They're going to make that point. their bio, and they're yeah. going to mock you back. So, but it's been a, it's been a really interesting thing. And the topic really goes beyond just Greta. You know, you see it in your stores. You go to buy a cup of coffee, a cup of iced coffee, say. Yeah, and in some cities you'll go and you'll notice you got to hit your straw down, and the straw cracks in half because you got a paper straw. And this this really fires people up. The straw thing does does it get you know, does it get you fired up or how? What is your opinion of the paper versus the plastic straw? You know, I I really was just I've been surprised by by how much it really does anger people about not being able to have their plastic straw. Yeah, but but, but my daughter um is like actually she really cares about it, and so every time we go to a restaurant, it's like I'm. I just like she doesn't want us to have the pl- plastic, the plastic straws. straws. So no straw. Out of respect to, to her conviction, we kind of don't do that. And I haven't minded the paper straws, yeah. uh, although people do tell me that they disintegrate in their mouths and these these kinds of things. Apparently, though, like what I've been hearing, the funny thing is like paper isn't necessarily oh so much more ecological. Yeah, it's it's hard to. Well, I think the thing is that it can at least degrade. So maybe the production of it is takes takes uh, quite a bit of energy, right? You were yeah. looking inside and it was like four times as much energy or something. But the problem with the plastic is it doesn't go anywhere. It just ends up in the ocean or landfills and it doesn't it doesn't vanish or disperse. People are talking about like, well, why are we making these things that take five seconds to make, are used for five minutes, and then take one time? And then are then take five hundred years to to break down. Do I, one thing that we learned too when we were we were sort of getting a little bit more educated on this topic is that we've heard about the bands. We've all heard about the plastic bands, but I yeah. don't know if a lot of people have heard about the preemptive bands. And when we first saw this, we were, it said seventeen states have preemptive bans, and we were like, oh, okay, legislation to ban. The plastic. Yeah, that's what I thought it and was. And we're like, wow, interesting that Tennessee's there. Well, we should have yeah. known better because then we looked into it, and it turns out it's a ban on a ban. So the preemptive ban yeah. means that you can't make laws to ban <laughs> the plastic. I mean, isn't that crazy? Like, I, it's crazy. Like, I mean, couldn't you just make more legislation and just, like, ban the ban, ban on the ban? No ba- like, times like, a million, right? No backsies, right. no taxis on it. <laughs> like, you, I mean, you are banned the most. And it's causing conflict between local and state uh, governments because— like say a local government might want to ban the plastic straws, but if sure. the state has said, "No, you cannot ban," I'm I'm banning you from banning straws. Yeah, and, and some of the states have a lot of the states have wanted to do it, or towns have wanted to do it, and puts them in conflict with the state, especially states that are opposed to it. 
because they have to pay for their own landfills, right? And they have to pay for their own cleanup. And that gets very costly with plastic bags flying all over the place and with plastic straws. And you know those, like, toothpick things you see all over the ground? I don't know why people ditch those on the ground, but they're gross. They are very gross. I know. We need more sustainable options there, too. I don't know the answer to Edible floss. Like, you know, is it really realistic that we're going to, like, you know, carry around our stainless steel straw? Probably not. You know, like, or, or like... Why do we need a straw? Can you just go like that? That's a good question. Is it, <laughs> is it cleaner? Like the, I don't know. But it's, uh, since this has happened, and I'm sure, like, you mentioned your teenagers. They're, like, way more dialed in. And all these climate strikes, teenagers, Thornburg herself, very... Uh, a young girl. I believe she's 16, right? Yes. And they've actually, the youth has been attacked. Alan Jones, an Australian broadcaster for Sky News, he delivered a monologue calling the climate strike youth, get this. Yeah. And would you consider your daughter the selfish, badly educated, virtue signaling little turd? Wow. I mean, just. When did decorum unkind. become that we can just, like, regardless of how you feel an issue and your political leaning, like, yeah, someone, where's the decency in not just attacking yeah, like children though? That's, they've, they've called her uh, mentally ill because she has autism. Yeah. Well, she's uh, she's open about having Aspergers. Oh, is that what Aspergers? Are? Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, well, <laughs> even the even the Australian Prime Minister weighed in after, and I mean, I, I felt like his tone. He was trying to be like hopeful. He was like, "Kids, don't be anxious. We're going to take care of the future here." But yeah. it, it felt a little condescending. Well, like it, you know, it just yeah. To wrap the segment, yeah. as usual, The Simpsons predicted it. There, there, that's the new meme going around. Maggie Simpson on there. She did it on a big campaign and yelled at the town hall in Springfield to tell everyone to clean up Springfield. Then the next day, headline reads, nagging child passes bill to clean up Springfield. Ah, wow. Yeah. Wait, way to wrap that episode with a Homer, uh, Homer, Homer reference. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's have Arlen Sarkin here now to talk about the Freight Tech 100 this is uh, this is his baby, right? Yeah, bring it on in, Arlen. Arlen, thanks for joining. He's got a book with him and everything. Oh, it's just my notebook. Chad, it's time we get off the blockchain. Boom. Never has this bumper been more appropriate than talking about freight tech. Nice. Yes. That's getting digital. We are getting so digital. Let's make it digital, Chad. Get digital, Arlen. Are you feeling it? I'm feeling it. All right. <laughs> well, what are we? What are, what's one of the exciting things we've got going on this week that we've been spreading the word about? Yeah, throughout all of our media. Yeah, the Freight Tech Award. Yeah, the man. second the second annual Freight, Freight Waves Award. Freight Tech Award. And you're the granddaddy of of the program. Well, I'll give Craig Fuller okay. granddaddy godfather status. Maybe we'll think of me as the shepherd. Shepherd. Yeah, we'll go with shepherd. <laughs> the good He's shepherd. God. I'm Jesus. Okay. <laughs> and are the uh, are the nominations flocking in? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The results thus far are phenomenal. I was just checking the the form. We're at like 700 like individual nominations representing oh, wow. like 245 unique companies. So a seventh wow. of uh, only a seventh is, of those will make it. Because there's only 100 that can make it, right? So you get Correct. 700 votes. So there are companies teetering right on the line. So these could, these yeah. nominations could come down well, to the well, wire. All it takes is one companies. nomination to be considered. Wow. So yeah. And anyone, you can nominate yourself. You can nominate your own company. Yep. Uh, Does, right right freight. at the top of the Freight Waves page. Does volume, though, I mean, the, the volume when you do voting like this, it's got to create some awareness. Like if you oh, didn't have totally. a company on your, yeah, if you didn't have them on your radar, you're like, oh. They, well, I mean, just to put it in perspective, that's like 140% better than last year which last year was a really good result for yeah. a first year award of its kind so it was so, a strong top five 
Very yeah. strong. And I, I mean, for a first year, I was really pleased with even the all the way through the top 100. Uh, but right. th- this year it's shaping up based on the names of the companies I'm seeing. I mean, it's going to be the who's who's list all the way through the top 100. Wow. It's going to be, I think, a very competitive and difficult choice selecting it down to the top 100 and then for the voters getting it down to the top 25. Top 25. So this is stage one. Right now until October 5th, they can go to FreightWaves.com. They cast their nomination for their favorite freight tech company. Yep. You, then, then what happens from there? Yeah, so nominations close the 5th of October. Then we're going to compile all those nominations. We actually pull together a research team, uh, Kevin Hill's group. They actually pull a summary of this is all the information we can find on every single one of the companies nominated. Want to make sure it's a fair process, everything from number of employees to the year they were founded to if it's publicly available, have they raised money, how much money have they raised. Okay. They're going to link to their website and summary of what they do. And then we go through, we have a selection committee here internally at Freight Waves that does a, a blind Democratic vote. Yeah. And, and whittles that list of whatever the number of nominations ends up being down to the top 100 companies. Then from there in, in mid-October, you know, we'll, we'll engage Kat Sapper-Miller, the independent accounting firm. Okay. And then they'll oversee the voting process with... Uh, the voter pool of, I think it's up to 80 industry executives, uh, CEOs, academics, investors wow. in industry it was, media. It was compared to sort of like the AP coaches poll or something to that effect. That, that yeah. was the, the methodologies based upon that yeah. from a point standpoint and from a voting, how the voting works. And if you make the top 25, our editorial team writes an article for each given company. Wow. Correct. Yep. Post post Freight Waves Live Chicago. It's, yeah. That's an incredible amount of awareness that someone can build just by voting. And I'm sure this is a great opportunity for some of the, the dark horses. We, mm-hmm. we know some of the big ones. So let me ask you first. Is there, a, is there a dark horse you hasn't been in the 100 yet that you think is going to show up? They've just done such great things this year, but maybe they don't have as much awareness as, as Amazon. Are yeah, you, I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna be a little bit of a tease. I'm not going to name names, okay. but I will, I will say I will go as far as saying I looked at the list. And I think there's anywhere from five to ten dark horses for the for the top 100. Again, who knows how that's going to shake out? But yeah. in in my opinion, my speculate when I speculate on that, I think there's some dark horses. And then uh, the top 25 is going to be really interesting. I'm really interesting to see what jockeying occurs, if any, amongst the top 25, what companies oh, there will fall be out of the top five, what companies fall out of the top 25, which companies make it that weren't in the top 25 last yes. year. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm Yeah, the top five, that'll be what? Amazon, Project 44, Tesla, J.B. Hunt. XBO's made a lot of inroads XBO? with technology recently, too. They have Drive XBO, that, which is uh, their freight booking app. You know, the night shift covers that heavily. That could help catapult them at least into the top ten or top five. There were fifteen last year. Maybe they yeah. moved to top ten at least. Yep. Gotta be gotta be fascinating to see. Uh, any? Uh, did you I was gonna give you a dark horse. My oh, dark oh, horse sure. is yeah. my dark horse would be a company that Shopify just bought, invested heavily in. Six River Systems are doing warehouse robots. I think uh, the warehouse robot game is a great place for mm-hmm. for automation. You're gonna see that advancing probably more quicker than most others, more quickly than most other spaces. So. You know, I think it would be great to see Six River Systems or maybe even Shopify move up that list a little bit. Well, I I think it's interesting you bring that up, Dooner, because I think people's view on 
companies that are involved in the space is expanding. Yeah. And I think that's, I'm really curious to see to what extent is that reflected in the top 25, the top 100, and even just in general throughout the nominations themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, any updates this week that come to mind about the Freight Waves live event? What, oh, yeah. it's like 45, 46 yeah. days away Oh, now? not even. We're like, like 30, close. I think we're at 39 now. T-minus 39 days. Yeah. Oh, well, time's flying. Uh, I've heard rumors of a T-shirt Gatling gun. I don't that know. Is, that, <laughs> is that, that true? That may or may not be in the works. <laughs> may or may not. Hint, hint, He's hint, not hint, confirming. Guys. He's not confirming or denying. <laughs> I, I may have winked at Chad, though. <laughs> it is a badass guaranteed event. Yes, 100% badass guarantee. Oh, yeah, I like yeah. That. Uh, Some new things. I don't know if you all have talked about this on the air or not, but it's going to be like a rock concert. Two main stages going on both days. Wow. The so Festival like the, of Freight. The wow. Lollapalooza of Freight events showcasing the best of the best in terms of content, rapid-fire demos, and, and freight tech. I've heard things like some of the the, the, what, the people that are helping us facilitate the, the – and, and, the conference like they help with the super bowl yeah for, they, for, we've partnered with freeman they do the production freeman. for the super bowl and they're saying like i like we don't even get this intensity this is an they, intense event they've gone as far as telling me this is the most action-packed industry event general session agenda they've ever worked on yeah wow. and this is the company I, that, that does that the super bowl real that's you saying know, that. So I, that sounds for real. <clears throat> Chad and I go to other conferences. We do. We've done the What the Truck Road Tour this year, and we've been to to a bunch. But after transparency, it, it's kind of like we need your. We need to, the bar to be. It's, no one else has raised the bar from transparency yet. I guess is what I'm saying. We're looking forward to seeing. Yeah. What your team yeah. does, I know events has been working hard, and I know yep. you have to get back to work on that. <laughs> but Arlen, where do they go to get their tickets? Uh, actually, so prices are going to go up at the end of the month, $400. So get your tickets now. They're going okay. from $15.95 to $19.95. Wow. Freightwaves.com, uh, horizontal nav, top of the screen, select uh, events, then pick uh, Freightwaves Live Chicago and buy your ticket. I get the fe- feeling that you've said this before. You're very, you're very well versus with that yeah yeah uh nice stuff man thanks yeah, guys fantastic. for joining us a little in here all right look out for i start for right. the event i'm gonna do a repeat of the last oh oh i like like a little butterfly fast. fluttering on the uh on the top and the I bottom like of that. it. A points for originality yeah thanks gentlemen thank you for, thank thank for coming you. in thank you so much arlen for taking some time here yeah. Now let's bring Whoa. on Kevin of, Hill. I see him. Of contenders. Yeah, I see him. I think, inching uh, I think we've got lurching a along right over there. Earnings over ready to play. Earnings over under. By the way, you see the new board? I do. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, we're, we're so digital, dude. Yeah, we're not yeah. playing a game with the buzzers though. Just, but when we do have the buzzers, you know, it'll it'll be more, it'll be more interactive for us. It will. Yeah, <laughs> it'll, it'll be it'll, good. Yeah, this was a suggestion by our tech guy who's running the camera right now, this guy, this guy Morgan. And yeah. he was like, you know, you should try that road Procaster. It's really sort of consolidated our, our workflow here on the show. Yeah. Recommended if you guys do podcasts. Well, it was a great one. All we're right, so we're here to play here. Earnings Over Under. Chad, uh, Chad is always <laughs> here to uh, defend his, uh, his title. And in win or in loss, he's always back in that seat to, to face another competitor. <laughs> yes. I'm not in loss often, <laughs> I yeah. must say. All right, are you guys ready okay. to start? We'll start with Kevin Hill. He's the guest. Okay, okay, sure. I'll right. be very sporting about it. Nike. Everybody knows Nike, right? Sneaker company. What are you wearing on your feet? You got New Balance um, down there? What do I have? Those on are Cloud. Under Armour. He doesn't Unplugged. even know what. Oh, on, on, on Cloud. I'm surprised. What do you yeah. got? 
A New Balance, baby. Old school from the 1980s. Of course you do. Dad rock shoe. Of he, he, also in a, a he, has a, a pair, he has a pair of, of kicks for every day of the week. Do you really? I do. Yeah. I think so. I you have the Allbirds. You have those. Oh, well. Yeah. You have a lot of retro, nice retro. Well, thanks. Kicks. You said nice retro. I'll take nice that retro. as a compliment. Yeah. Not just retro. Because <laughs> like, that can mean like pizza. I, we, we know yeah. you live in the 80s still. So. Right. Yeah. 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 Like, I think we well, both I think somebody's in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Tour 86, by the way, the, uh, yeah. the England tour. I'm actually wearing Smith & Wesson boots. I don't know if you guys knew Smith & Wesson made boots, and I didn't I either didn't. until I got these, these boots. <laughs> That's fancy. But, uh, they're pretty good. Okay, so Nike, anyways, everyone knows mm-hmm. them. Kevin, you're going first. Earnings per share, 71 cents. Over. Okay. Uh, 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 over. Uh, over! Okay. Yes! Okay. Who wants to answer? Because you're both right. You're both right. It is over. Okay. It was 86 cents. It jumped 29% to 86 cents. Wait. Uh, oh, their earnings per share was 86 cents. Yeah. Why okay. do you, uh, based on what? Who, who here wants to, wants to answer? Who do you, why do you think their earnings have been up? Sales. <laughs> no. Sales, <laughs> yeah. uh, sales really shot up in North America and in China. Mm. I mean, you're both answering the same way. Well, I, 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 you're gonna have to split this point. I, 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 no, uh, I, no, I specified where the sales were happening. He just said sales. That's that, that's, that's true. That's uh, true. Well, thank you. All right, I'll give it to you. <laughs> to Airport. Yeah! No, it's uh, they, they attribute to strong growth in digital sales, which grew by forty two percent. Their kids' business and back to school sales have been great. The Air Max sneaker has been a flagship shoe for them. And uh, what else do they have in there? Converse. Converse. I love a nice pair of All Stars. Chucks. Wait, so Converse are now under Nike? Yeah, oh yeah, they bought them a long oh, wow. time ago. Oh wow. really? Wow. Yeah, but they're popular in Europe, so Chucks are getting back in, in style I, I, over, uh, you can, overseas. You should always Did they ever go out style? I know. How do they don't? You should class, always have a pair of Chucks. Oh, never go wrong. I think I'm going to get a gray pair. Like, I'm into, I feel, I'm feeling yeah. gray with a good pair of yeah, high-top Chucks. All yeah. right, Chad. Step yeah. into the zone, the auto zone. Okay. Earnings per share, 2180. Uh, okay. Uh, over or under 2180? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, under. All right. Okay. I'll take the over. Good. You're a smart man. Smart man, yeah. Wait, who's the smart man? This this one right <laughs> here. AutoZone. They are, okay. They're fueled by domestic store sales, which are up 3%, and revenue is up 12%. What is interesting, though, in the earnings notes I was reading is yeah. they didn't attribute anything to digital sales. Is e-com a big player in auto parts sales? I don't think so. I, I see the commercial uh, rock rockautoparts.com, yeah. you know, with a band, the animated. But that's uh, really the only e-commerce wow. type of, of commercial. Serious commercials. Yeah, that's I, like I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Commercial. As the senior research director. So, a lot of skews yeah. in that game. Like in, in auto A lot of skews. A lot yeah. of skews. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a good recession stock. Yeah. Do you, do you, wow. What, do it I yourself. think he DIY. definitely wins that point. All right. Yeah. Um, here's a company that likes to sponsor paywall, um, paywall-based company conferences. <laughs> it is uh, BlackBerry Limited, the the innovative right. BlackBerry Limited. Did they uh, lose one cent per share? Did they lose one? Yeah, cent? earnings per share one one cent loss, so negative one cent. Well, knowing BlackBerry, they probably lost well more than one cent per share. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking so that was under. Yeah, oh yeah, under. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think yeah, I think they 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 lost more. Than okay. One cent. Then then to split the tie, who get guess how much did they lose? I would say uh, eighty nine cents per share. Okay. I I they they fell from two hundred forty four million. Uh, they they were estimated to be at two hundred sixty six. They fell to two hundred forty four. That wasn't the question. I, I, I don't know. What is that per share? Well, if they lost one cent, <laughs> just say they lost X cents. That's all they, you got to say. They lost. They lost 
He said 89. You either say something higher or lower than what he just said. <laughs> I know, right? That's true. 90. Okay, you should have gone lower. <laughs> <laughs> it was 89. It was, it was four cents. It was just four cents. They only lost four oh. cents. They said, why uh, I, yeah, why did I go that way? I, I don't, don't know. know. They lost I 40. Up to just I'm do a dollar thoroughly, bid, like, okay, that's right. it. I'm on the comeback trail. Yeah. They lost $44 million on income of $43 million in uh, the year Adjusted for sure. Talk about a company that hasn't done anything right in, well, in a decade. They're, yeah, including was, who they yeah, sponsor. But yeah, 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 exactly. I didn't know yeah. that they were still Their around. adjusted earnings per share, yeah. they did break even, so they have that going for them. <laughs> I, 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 like, there's still some, but, some so They got in trouble, that, too. They got in trouble? Yeah, because they, they I, th- I think it was BlackBerry that came out with non-GAAP-approved headline numbers. Okay. Right? So they got in trouble oh. because they just started making up their own statistics. Mm. That, that sounds like something that uh, know, the SEC right? might not be yeah, yeah. too uh, too much. Party. I tell you what, though, "Blackberry" is a great song by the Black Crows. Okay, yeah, just well, a little got that going for it. Yeah, uh, Conagra Brands, Conagra Brands, snap okay. into it, snap into it. Slim Jim. They are also a Chicago-based huge food products company. They have Slim Jim, Duncan Hines, Ready Whip. Get your popcorn ready, Orville Redenbacher. Right. <laughs> so a lot of brands under that umbrella. Yeah. Earnings per share, thirty-nine cents. I'm going to take the under. All right. Unfortunately, I thought the hint Slim Jim meant WWE wrestling. Oh, like Randy, the, macho the Macho Man. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I have no idea. What did you, oh, did you so take the looking... under? Yeah. I'll take the over. Okay. All right. Smart move. <laughs> <laughs> Smart move. Let's see. Here. Wow. It was uh, 39 cents. So No, sorry. It's 43 Wait. cents. So they're okay. over 43 cents. They actually sold a lot. Two point. Three nine one billion dollars versus the estimated two point four eight billion dollars. Wow. And here's a quote from them: "It says, well, our food service and international businesses experience unplanned softness on the top line this quarter. They outperformed our operating profit and margin expectations. We believe the first quarter net sales issues in these segments were discreet and are now largely behind us." That's from uh, their CEO Sean Connolly. The company also attributed this to uh, the planned pace of synergy capture. What does it mean? What is the plant based synergy capture? <laughs> I don't know. It's synergy it's is whatever you want to make up. Right. I'm feeling the synergy, man. It's well, like, synergy. it's like a little bit more than energy. It's like the combination. It's yeah. like rather than additive, it's like synergistic. But it has to be at the right pace. It does have to be in the right yeah. pace. Yeah. Not too fast and not too slow. But and you know, for Conagra, their their stock has increased forty percent in uh, year to date. So they're doing well. Good year. Wow. Well, okay. Rite Aid. I don't see these out here, but I live when Rite I lived Aid. up in the Northeast. Uh-huh. Rite Aid. They're always sort of like as like the CVSs and the Walgreens of the world were mm-hmm. modernizing. The Rite Aids kind of they they didn't do much to their footprints, and they kind of just always looked a bit the yeah. same. Speaking of stick stain in the eight, you walk into a Rite Aid, yeah, and each Rite Aid that you walked in, oh no, it's Dwayne Reed. I'm thinking. Of. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Yeah, but but every everyone you you walk into, the layout was completely different. Oh, no, Rite Aid has, like, the Rite same Aid layout, does, yeah. but maybe almost to a Dwayne fault. Reed. They haven't yeah. really refreshed too much of it, mm-hmm. at, at least in the Massachusetts area, where, where I'd go near in the Boston area, Metro Boston. Anyways. I love the smell of them when you walk in. A Rite Aid? Yeah. How many Rite Aids have you been in? <laughs> a lot, for many years. <laughs> what I, what does they, a Rite Aid I smell like? I, I associate them with, like, wacky packages and going and getting, like, my collection oh. and, and gum. Mm-hmm. And, Was that, like, your childhood no. drugstore yeah, yeah. of choice? But well, we had a local one called Paradise Pharmacy, but I, yeah. I, wanted, mm-hmm. I had some Rite Aids. In my were, were you a shoplifter when you were a kid? <laughs> no. Okay. No. What about you, Kevin? Of course. Uh, no, I wasn't. Oh, no. no right. I mean, I, I might have taken a, a Jolly Rancher when I was like seven. 
Uh-huh. You know, like they were a dime. All right. You know? Just glad you're letting that out now. <laughs> yeah, that must have been a heavy cross to bear. All right. Hopefully, yeah. their statue of limitations is, is done with. Yes. One of these days, we'll get to this one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Largest drugstore on the East Coast. I was surprised to learn that. Earnings per share, eight cents. Over. All right. Uh, I'll take under. You'd be wrong. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think you yeah. still won. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're over. It was twelve cents. Great news for Rite Aid, which uh, lost twenty cents a share in the last year, and uh, stock was up eleven percent on Thursday, based on that news. So a nice turnaround for Man, Rite. Aid. Very good. I tell you what, I brought in a pretty tough competitor. You did. You did. Yeah. Kevin Hill, what's yeah, uh, yeah. what's going on in the world of the PPI? The PPI, the PPI is oh, at yeah. 35 this week. We published that yesterday. Uh, it's pretty calm week relative. We, we dropped it down five short term. Down a little. Uh, contract pricing went negative according to the uh, the other PPI, LDTL. Okay. Uh, which is long distance truckload. It published its first uh, first year over year negative pricing, but momentum is really growing for a, a good 2020 for carriers. And we have a Seth Holm just wrote an article today. You can find it on FreightWaves.com talking about class new orders for Class 8 trucks and kind of uh, we're running at under the replacement level. Okay. Which means capacity is probably coming out and it should be a boost for uh, trucking company profits going into 2020. So, uh, go to freight, you know. yeah. Go to freightwaves.com and uh, and catch that article. Okay. Thanks for joining us yeah. today, Kevin. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. Kevin King of the Hill, really bringing it today, making it. Man, I thought that this would be easy. No, I thought it'd be a cakewalk. Well, he's a market expert. Yeah. He's, a, he's in the I research think? group. That's the what Freight I get for under, research group. That's what I get for underestimating. What is that? The FRG, what? Freightways what? Research Group. Oh. The the. The, the, the frag. He's, he's the leader the of the FRG. All right, man. Now, now is when we hear back from you, the dear readers of our fair site, FreightWaves.com, and a little thing we like to call Comment section rodeo. I hit you with the whip first, and then oh. well, you were like, ah, I went boom, boom. Although, you know, like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Like, and I shouldn't do that around my kids because can't you get, like, suspended now for doing stuff like that? They take it very seriously. Yes. Yeah, you There's can't just, like, yeah. There's a lot of things that have been appropriated. In- oh, yeah. We're reading, like, I, I don't think so. I We can't give them the okay symbol. If you, you can't if just you, take okay. You can't do that. You and, can't. Uh, and, just, and, like, if they do this when they score a touchdown. Yeah. You can't do that. You well, can't, yeah. You can't do that either. Well, you can't shoot an arrow? I don't think so. Why? What's what? Is it, it's like it's violence or something. Oh, wow! How many how many uh, archery like related deaths have there been though? Who's been like going out and like <laughs> killing people with arrows? Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, we we won't worry about that. That's the world's problems, right? From the article, diesel and Detroit disruptions hit trucking hard and fast. These are our problems, right? Chris has to say this about it: America is self sufficient on oil. Diesel is a byproduct of petroleum, so all of this hype. So all of this is hype. Okay. As for GM and unions, it's BS that they are some of the highest paid workers in America, yet they want more. What their beloved leader said was, how much money does one need? We Americans bailed out GM with our tax money. Then they gave back millions of dollars to Muslim Obama campaign, yet they want more. And he keeps writing won't instead of want. This was really confusing. The syntax was just like all over the place. Well... 
He seems fired up. This he does. is from uh, the same the same uh, article. Truck guy says, "I love it when people say the bailout shouldn't have happened. With financial markets frozen, the only entity able to pick up the pieces of a bankrupt GM would have been a foreign government, mm. China. Even a group of billionaires would have been unable to raise enough liquidity to purchase assets at the time." And then he writes, "P.S. Obama wasn't a Muslim." Okay. He I, right. well, he, I think he was replying he was, to. Yeah. To that guy. Maybe we could have role-played that. I could have been the above guy, and maybe we would have served you guys a little bit better there. Here, Blaine comes in, and he goes, Unions are a canker on society. They are always disrupting the free flow of the market. They are always corrupt. They are always giving money to elect communists, a.k.a. Democrats. And they are always wanting a false, not-based-on-the-market, overinflated wage for their crybaby workers. Unions should be destroyed. Yeah. What do you think? Canker. Sounds painful. I like that he edited. At least he edited. He like self-censored his own swear there. Yeah. 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 Um, have you ever had a canker sore? Yeah. Yeah. They're not good. They're not good. There's a way to get rid of them now. Why is that your tongue like? Even though it hurts, like constantly wants to go at it. Like why can't you like shut that reptilian part of your brain off? No. But you can take lysine. Lysine will. Yeah. Have, like in some doses will will kill that stuff. Just FYI, you just learned it right here. Oh, okay. Art of the same thing says. So if GM decided. To close a plant or two, what can the union do? Nothing. Mm. And the laid-off workers would not get a refund of their dues. Unions, useless. Let supply and demand do its work. If the work is in demand, wages rise. Very simple economics. I mean, one of the first things I did here was go out to Youngstown, right? And I saw that empty GM factory where they were building the Chevy Cruze. And it was really... It was almost like the fall of like a Roman Empire or something looking at it. because it, it was massive. The footprint of this place, like, you'd have to go there to really understand how big it is. But it's, it's whoa, it's gigantic. And they have all these, like, they have all these relics of a better time. Like, the cruise is coming to America and all this stuff. Yeah. And, like, the cruise oh, is reshaping wow. the future. But then, like, the future is a dead plant. I know. That's crazy. It was. Did, There's what, a lot of irony that, in it. Did, did that plant, has it been purchased by another group yet? I thought the what, workforce was group was. Yeah. But then, like, then someone said, oh, that, like, you jumped the gun in announcing that. The deal oh. hadn't been finalized. Oh, and so then, it's not, so not. wasn't it even Trump that was like, where, that he somehow mentioned that GM factory and was like, oh, it's great, that workhorse. And then, like, everyone was like, wait, 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 we haven't signed any documents. Oh, so it's okay. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, we will. I, and then we'll see if that's progressed along. Uh, this is from the article, speaking of Trump, is action blocking California Emissions Authority will not impact trucking for now. And this is Laura Rahi. And she says, my husband and family, small family farm, were hoping President Trump would fix this mess that the EPA in California are making. Truckers and farmers, especially small businesses, will be hurt by these new laws that are retroactive. Whatever happened to grandfather clauses? Do you realize that a new truck costs $250,000? And if it's older than a 2010, it can't even be used in California after 2023. Wow. Truckers barely make ends meet. Then there are the free passes that trucks from Mexico get. This is what comes out of a bull's butt. <laughs> um, well, I Interesting. think that, you know, we should think about the grandfather clauses. Perhaps, I mean, I think that they're trying to address, uh, you know, in these regions, um, the, the pollution. You know, yeah. there's a lot of... But, yeah, I get, like, that means, like, Dean's um, 2003 grumpy Pete, Peterbilt, right? He wouldn't be able to to use it, to drive it. And it's a great, it's a it's in great condition. So 
You know, and I notice like on on when people want to comment when they get charged up by yeah. a story, it seems like we have a pretty like decent mix of people who are feel strongly about issues one way or another. And do do you think maybe it's just that like moderates don't like post as often because they just they don't get as fired up by these stories because we know. usually don't have like the most measured perspectives. I mean, I'm not saying some of these were that crazy, but we we have had some uh some that go over the line a little bit, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say so. There was a decided lack of caps lock this week. <laughs> That's a good sign, maybe. Yeah, what else is coming up? So that thank, thanks for writing in. Thanks for uh thanks for writing on the site and reading and all of your comments online. So Yes, thank you. Um There was off the supply chain came out today, Automation Nation. Myself, Zach Strickland, and JP were on that one, I believe, right? Yes. It was a spirited debate by you guys and uh I love that produce show. It's a it's it's fun to work with our uh, whole team putting that show together. So uh, thanks to everyone who's a part of it. Shout out! Yeah, and uh, where can they find that one? And it's at the top of the freight waves page right now. OTSC off the supply chain. Uh, share the love. We go to YouTube. Go, go to well, YouTube. It's on, go to, it's on our YouTube channel. Yeah, you want to go to Freightways YouTube channel. You want to subscribe. You want to smash that bell, but don't stop there because you know what you want to do next. You want to share that so your friends can see it. <laughs> and you know, the more people who watch it, the more content we can make. You know, we want to help uh, the appetite of the audience, and we can keep bringing in more and more people and making more and more content. Wow! If you guys are hungry for it, right? Well said. Speaking of content, what are you working on? Uh, Freightways Insiders came out this week with uh, TTN Fleet Solutions. I had a great conversation with them back at Gats on the press stage over there. Oh uh, yeah, that's uh, right. You're yeah. getting rail. No. Oh, that's not TTN getting... Fleet Solutions was oh, not right, about right. rail. That was last week. Oh my. Which God. was also a great conversation. But TTN Fleet Solutions, they it was the anatomy of a that's breakdown. That's right. Haven't we had them in here before? Yeah, they were yeah. here, and yeah. they were on the show in Gats. They were actually the ones who gave me a cowboy hat right during the middle of uh, the Gats broadcast. Those guys. Those, they're, they're great guys, and um, you know they're very interested in doing more with us, so we'll, we'll probably hear more. But it's a really interesting interview, and it's something that I haven't always covered, which is towing and predictive analytics and all of that kind of stuff. So that's FreightWaves.com slash podcast. Or just like this show, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere, everywhere podcasts are heard around the world. That's right. Subscribe, listen, and like I said, share the show. You can find him at Chad Prevost. You can find me at Timothy Dooner. That's D-O-O-N-E-R. Anything else? I think we kind of covered most of our stuff here. Come back Monday, I guess, right? Yeah, come back Monday. Uh, What you doing this weekend? Uh, I am going to, what's my kid's birthday? Oh, I got right. Freightways Radio, Road yeah. Dog Trucking, Series XM, Channel 146. Great show lined up for you with John Kingston. Okay. And I got yeah. my kid's birthday. We're trying to figure out what he wants to do, that five-year-old. We've got a triathlon here in Chattanooga. Daniel Pickett, our senior data scientist, is going to be swimming and running a marathon. You know what he listens to? What? The Truck! Boom, boom. I don't know. This heat wave to go away in Chattanooga. It's been on like 96 degrees, record setting, record setting heat every day. Cooler days ahead. <laughs> Great weekend, everybody.